Greetings, audience, listeners, all you wonderful people out there. This is Joe. Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast. And I'm Fiorelise. Today we are going to discuss 11 life lessons your soul is here to learn. Oh, that's good. I, I feel like I have more than 11, though. <laughs> right. Well, master numbers, right? <laughs> right. I feel like I have like a thousand. All right, good. So <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, me too. Um, but first, what's uh, what's going on with you? What's new? Um, well, you know what? I want to start off this week talking about the big astro lunar events that are going on. All right. So we got two big things going on this week. Mm-hmm. We have Pluto in retrograde, and then we have the lunar eclipse. Yeah. Pluto, it's going to be retrograde in Aquarius until June 11th, right? But then it's going to go back into Capricorn for most of 2024, right? And after that, then it's going to move um, into Aquarius for good. All right. So, uh, yeah, because Pluto is subtle and it works on those deeper layers, we're probably going to only really see and understand our transformation because Pluto is about transformation mm-hmm. after we sort of are standing in 2025 and looking back and going, ah, I see, I mm. see. Um, because when it's in Aquarius, it brings a lot of power to our spiritual advancement. So I don't know about you, but my intuitive abilities have been off the fucking hook lately. What about yours? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to tell you. So this morning I posted this meme about Jesus. Um, and it was funny cause it's, it just says, um, I'm not a Christian, but I can read. And as far as I can tell, Jesus was supposed to be the most woke guy who ever lived. And to be anti-woke is the most unchristian thing unimaginable. And I had I had posted that and I was and I wrote, like, to be honest, Jesus is the homie. <laughs> and then as as soon as I started like thinking about it, and I was like, you are the homie, Jesus. Like my Ooh. my ear, my ear started like tingling, and then my crown lit up. Like as soon as I started like thinking about him and I started mm-hmm. laughing. Because he's just like this like joyous spirit, which like I just I love to connect with with that. But yes, so absolutely. He yeah. is my favorite ascended master to connect to. He is what I call the original down ass dude, right? He mm. is cool <laughs> as fuck and he has got a great sense of humor too. So yeah. um he is a wonderful energy. Um and he whenever I say Jesus, he he goes, Yeshua. He's, you know what I mean? So it's just a really <laughs> yeah. cool, yeah, he's, he's definitely cool. So right now what's going on is, uh, yeah, we're all going through that spiritual advancement. Um, just mm. all of my psychic friends are all like, my, my abilities are off the hook. But what's happening too, is this also bringing about our shadow side in an order because it, this, it, um, Pluto is about transformation. So it's supporting yeah. death, rebirth and transformation. So yeah. it, 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 it's, it can feel a little bit rough for people, um, especially when it's combined with that lunar eclipse in Scorpio that's coming up in a couple of days on Friday the 5th, right? Yeah, yeah. And then that's also the 5-5 five, five portal. Dude, me, we're going to talk about that because that is cool as hell. Um, all right. So basically, here's the thing about that lunar eclipse. Okay, so... It, it, Full moon eclipses, they bring endings, closure, transformative events, and it helps us to shift from one consciousness or perspective into the next. So it's helping with the Mm -hmm. transformation. So when we embrace that sudden change, 
um, we allow ourselves to sort of release the past and move into that, right? Flow with it. But yeah. listen, embracing change doesn't have to feel cataclysmic. It can be as simple as learning, you know, your lash girl is moving and you need a new one, you know, <laughs> or anything else that feels sort of like an inconvenience, you know, and just learning to say, okay, universe, I accept that I can't do shit about this. It sucks, but I can't do shit about it. So let's see what comes yeah. in to take its place. So that's how you start embracing change. Cause yeah. a lot of people don't, um, they don't like to, especially if they have a five in their core numerology chart, like, you know, like we do. Um, mm -hmm. or if they have any major planets in like the fourth, eighth or 10th house too, not big fans of change. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm looking at you, uh, Taurus, Virgo and Cap, um, you know, and, and I would also say, finally, you know, just to wrap it up about um, this phase of um, or just about change is that I wouldn't look at any of it as destabilization, which is why people don't like change, because they're like, your shit's changing. It's destabilizing. Um, and yeah. instead, look, of, think of it as like a master adventure or something, which I know it's hard, but it's more fun that way. Yeah. Now let's talk about the numerology of the sucker, because it is so fucking cool. All of the number nerds that are listening to us will love it. <laughs> this lunar eclipse falls on the fifth day of the fifth month at 14 degrees Scorpio in the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Another five. And then it's also 2023. It, yes. <laughs> okay. Which also reduces down to five. Yes. Right. <laughs> And what is five about? Of course, change. The other cool number breakdown that takes place in the Southern Hemisphere, all right, when the eclipse falls on May 6th, which is 5 6, uh -huh. which is a master number 11 at 3 33 a.m. Oh my God. Yeah. So you've got that 11 master number energy, which is a double one energy of new directions, new opportunities, transformation. See, it all ties together. And then also taking place at 333 is really significant because 333 is the number of the ascended masters. Who are we just talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, ascended masters, ascension, representing an elevated expression of self. Again, death, rebirth, and transformation. For the Bible folks, it's resurrection. Mm -hmm. Also interesting is the Sabian symbol. And we talked about the Sabian oh. symbol in episode 70 yeah. of this podcast. The Sabian uh -huh. symbol correlated with 14 degrees of Scorpio is children playing with five mounds of sand. Oh, okay. right. So <laughs> there's that five again. Um, yeah, and yeah. for those that don't know, Sabian symbols are phrases that are channeled by psychic medium or that were channeled by psychic medium Elsie Wheeler back in like the 20s um, for each degree of the Zodiac. So yeah. listen to episode 70. It's really interesting. All right. So to wrap all this cosmic recipe of badassity, you know, up, um, the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, of course, represents rebirth and transformation. So it's no coincidence, says the universe, um, that everything is all tied together. Um, and honestly, you guys, if there were ever a full moon that could shine a light on who we're fucking meant to be, this is the one. This really is the mm. one. Yep. Um, you know, like we say, can't make this stuff up, but, um, you know, the more that I work in the Akashic 
you know, with numerology, astrology, and more I see our soul blueprints, it's like they're these meticulously crafted blueprints using all of those modalities that give us the support we needed, we need in order to master our soul plan. So, so that's the coolness of, uh, what's coming up here this week. Very nice. No, right. It's cool. How are you actually going to like utilize this energy? Like what? Great question. What do we do with this? Using the energy of Pluto retrograde, I would say look back over your life. Um, start back in October of 2022. What's changed since then? A shit ton has changed for me. Mm-hmm. What changes has have been made? Um, what do you still need to adjust? I would get in touch with your shadow side. Yeah. What needs to be shown the light or what? you know, is the eclipse shining light upon, um, you know, and then work on releasing, you know, things you can't control, um, you know, really assessing all of the situations in your life where you feel disempowered and, you know, working on those, doing the inner work, of course. Okay. It's always what it is. So I would say a simple prompt for that would be ask yourself, what kind of life do you want to live? Yes. And, and write that out. What does that look like? And then follow it up with what thoughts or beliefs do you have that may hold you back or get in the way of achieving that life? Yeah. Beautiful. And that's the same for eclipse. The eclipse, I don't think that it's any different Mm. because the eclipse is hugely transformative when it comes to shadow. So focus on shadow in this, this, this week and, um, you know, this, this eclipse window. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so what else is new? You got events or stuff coming up or what have you been doing? I do actually. Um, let's see. I have, uh, a, I just launched a virtual workshop, um, um, how to open and work with your Akashic record. Um, Amazing. I, yeah, I'm excited. I've been bugged and bugged and bugged and bugged by spirit to do it. I finally did it. Um, and when is that? That is May 21st. And that is a three hour virtual workshop. There are uh-huh. also two follow up uh, um, virtual work groups, Q&A sessions uh-huh. that are 90 minutes that are following like two weeks later. So okay. it's all spread out over the course of several weeks. And then it comes with a workbook um, with all the instructions, tools, resources, exercises, everything that you need to get started on developing your own practice, working with your own Akashic record. Awesome. And that's going to be recorded as well, right? It's going to be recorded. So anybody that can't make it live can listen to the recording. So yeah. Perfect. Yeah, just register uh, joefigueres.com, click on classes and workshops, and you can do that from your uh, phone or your laptop. Real simple. Awesome. Very nice. And then the last thing that I have is that I just launched a new reading, and I'm calling it Messages from the Womb, Pre-Birth Communication. Ah. Yeah, so it's for soon-to-be parents to come to understand their child's life path and purpose and all that good stuff. So this was also something that was picking at me and picking at me and (laughs) nudging and stuff. And the thing is, is that because I help souls write their soul blueprints on the other side and then help them interpret them in this side, this is a natural Mm -hmm. progression. And I asked spirit, why, why, why do you want me to do this? And they said, basically, Mm -hmm. because they said, um, more and more star seeds are born. They're being born to help evolve Um. and ascend this fucking shit show of inhumanity that we find ourselves in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And so many star seeds are like, why? Why am I here? So many star seeds come to my readings and they're like, I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand. This life feels yeah. wrong. It feels off. Uh-huh. Um, I don't belong here. Um, you know, these 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 weirdos are not my people. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. And so these, these humans need guidance and they need parents to know what that they picked. The parents need to know that they were picked for a very specific reason. And then it helps them to know why, like what are their okay. past lives together? Why did they choose them as their parent? Um, how mm-hmm. mom and dad can best support. So spirit has, is having me, having me go all the way from babies to starseed to help these people, these beautiful nice. souls understand that they're here to help ascend. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. It's a super fun reading. Um, it was really fun. So if you want to, if you're pregnant or you have a baby or you're a papa who wants to hear from your baby, it's not just for women. Yeah. Um, visit my website to book. It would also be really cool as a gift too. Like oh that would be God. an awesome like baby shower gift. Or, Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that would be really sweet. I'm going to market that on the socials as a baby shower (laughs) gift. Yeah, it's like, it's an awesome baby shower gift. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yay. So switch it up. What's going on with you? So I have, my next event is a cacao circle, and this is taking place again at Raincross District. This one I scheduled for a Sunday night. So this is May 28th, a Sunday at 6 p.m. Nice. Um, we're probably going to end about 8, 8.30 p.m. But nice. yeah, um, registration is open now. You can find all the details on my website, fioralise.com slash events. And cacao is really relaxing, yes? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and it, it'll just it's perceived as a heart-opening medicine. Yeah. So it just allows you to tune into that frequency of being a little more open and willing to acknowledge your healing work. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so are we ready to talk about uh, the 11 life lessons our soul is here to learn? Yes. Let's, let's do get it. to it. Super excited. Okay. So these are 11 things your soul wants you to learn about the human experience. Okay. So the first one is to learn to be compassionate. Loving and understanding people and their journeys without holding them in judgment is the greatest gift you give someone and yourself. Just accepting people for who they are and offering help when they need it, cheering them on, and most importantly, showing respect and love have effects way beyond them. Girl, that's so hard. You and you, Being a Libra, I would think it would be easier, but you know what? It, that's hard. That's a hard one. Yeah, it is because I, I think maybe putting yourself in someone else's shoes isn't always the easiest as, you know, it's easy to say or it's easy to tell someone, but putting it into practice. It's hard. So, yeah. I, and I think that's going to be the common theme with all of these is mm-hmm. like they are lessons and so they're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to be super easy. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. The second one, it's probably not that hard, is to learn to be inquisitive. Being inquisitive is more than just asking questions. It is having a genuine curiosity about the world around you. The happiest and most successful people are those who are actively curious. When you are inquisitive, you recognize that there is always more to learn and you want to be in constant state of exploration into topics that will help you grow. Mm-hmm. I love asking questions. I love getting to the deeper meaning. That's the seven. If you have a seven in your core chart, you're naturally inquisitive and just want to peel yeah. the layers back of all of that. So I, yeah. I don't have a hard time with that one. Yeah, I don't either. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I find myself doing it more with people. Um, and not obviously not everyone, but there are some people where I just want to, I just want to know like what makes you tick. Right. Like, <laughs> where do you come from? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, you know, what's your story? Uh, how do you express yourself? What's your story? Yeah, I love, I, that's, I love that. Mm-hmm. Number three, 
Learn to be optimistic. How you look at things has been linked to your success. A primary reason for this is because you have a positive outlook. You are more resilient. And the most essential characteristic of being human is being alive. And optimism can play an essential role in many aspects of life, including in the recovery from illness. Multiple studies have investigated the role of optimism in people undergoing treatment for life-threatening diseases. Studies show optimistic people experience less stress mm-hmm. and have more of a fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. And it, this, if this is true for people facing possible death, think of how it can affect everyday challenges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and she's not talking about toxic positivity. She's just talking about, you know, remaining optimistic, which is a lot easier once you do the shadow work, when you do the inner work. It's just easier to be like, all right, okay, um, this isn't what I want, but let's 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 try to find the the silver lining. Yeah, yeah. I think what also helps is um, when you take that moment to ask, again, like kind of reaching into that curiosity thing of what is this here to teach me? Teaching me. Yes. Yeah. What's this teaching me? Optimism. Yeah. Number four, learn to be mindful. Mindfulness is simply the focus of your attention on the present moment, but it is anything but simple with chaotic schedules, multitasking and overworked society that we're in. It's often hard to remain in the present and not get lost in the chaos that surrounds us. Mindfulness has roots in Buddhism, but most religions and spiritual practices include some attention towards love, kindness, and appreciation for a perspective on life that is bigger than oneself. Yeah. Yeah. That one's a little bit easier than compassion, being mindful, being aware in the moment and everything. Yeah. Because mindfulness is more um, going inward, Yeah, whereas compassion is... Mm -hmm going outward right (laughs) and then like you said uh, a little while ago asking yourself what can I learn from this and and maybe tweaking it and saying well what's happening in this moment what I'm experiencing what you know yeah as I you know what is my perspective in this moment yeah Uh, also the release of the past Mm -hmm. and letting things that have already happened let them go Mm -hmm. and not dwelling in that energy of where things don't always go right they don't always go our way but um you have the present moment and that's really all you have Mm -hmm. yeah what is that the present is a present because it's whatever that is oh because it's a gift Mm -hmm. yeah some some, Mm -hmm. some old white guy said (laughs) sounds like some Eckhart Tolle (laughs) (laughs) probably Um, number five, embrace confidence. Confidence is knowing who you are, where you are going and the value you contribute while taking action to support your goals. Many people mistake confidence with an arrogance and that stems from low self-esteem and it comes from a place of not understanding your true talents. Confidence is an essential ingredient in creating the life you love and in shaping the interactions with people around you. Don't hide the things you are good at and don't be afraid to talk about your goals. Doing so serves you and those around you. Nice. Nice. How do you feel about talking with your goals with others? I think you have to have like discernment of who you do it with. Yeah. You know, there's so many interesting memes out there about, you know, um, you know, set your goals, stay quiet about them, smash the fuck out of them, you know, Mm. but then there's also something to be said for, you know, like, um, manifesting generators. They're meant to inform and say, this is my goal. And, you know, so Uh it really does depend. I do try to, um, keep any sort of superstition out of it, but also remember who is really going to support my goals. Honestly, 
you can look at your friend circle. Anybody mm-hmm. can. And they know that these people, these specific people or this person is not going to support them being more successful than them because they're going to yeah. internalize it and make it about them instead of their, their mm. successful friend. So mm-hmm. there's a thousand, it's like there's 50 shades of gray when it comes to this. Um, yeah. I only just talk about my, um, my goals with people that I know that are going to support me. I would question, like if you have a friend group or if you have a person in your friend group that you wouldn't share, you know, your goals with or your dreams with, why are you friends with them? I know, but it's it's not as easy as that because these the, maybe these people you've been friends with them since they were little and they have unhealed trauma that they haven't addressed. You know, so all right, sure. here's yeah. this is just one friend. I'm not gonna uh, you know name names, yeah. and they don't listen to the pod anyway. So, okay. um, and I love her, and we've been friends since we were like oh my god, like you know seven eight years old. Mm-hmm. But when I made the cha- the the move out here. Um, it was basically, it's not like she was done with me, but she's like, well, I just like, we're not going to be able to be close. So it was like, she removed herself, you know, it was like she, Mm. she ripped off the bandaid and it hurt my feelings because I was like, wait a minute, we're still friends. We can still talk. We can still zoom. We can do all these things. Um, but it just slowly, slowly, slowly the relationship has gone away. And so it's not that she doesn't want me to be happy. It's that she doesn't support me, um, doing anything that's going to not give her access to me, I guess. Or require work or require effort. Yes. And that's related directly to her upbringing, her, her trauma, her wounding, her childhood, her parents, um, you know, and just, it's all related to that. So I love her and I still talk, we still talk, you know, but it's just not the same. So I don't really want to get rid of her, but also, I don't, mm-hmm. she's not the person that I call and I'm like, dude, I just, you know, booked a, a, a gig at the, the biggest psychic, you know, bookstore in the city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, she, she wouldn't shit. be the person. <laughs> yeah, see, and I've, I don't know, I think I've lately I've gravitated away from, I call them convenient friendships. where like people are only friends with you because it's convenient to them. And I see this the most with work, like with work friends, right? It's they're friends with you because you work together Mm -hmm. because they have access to you on the daily or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as you stop working there, you're not friends anymore because it's no longer convenient, which I'm like, that's bullshit. Right, (laughs) right. Especially if you love them, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's not like Joseph who you guys will be friends until the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he like, but again, like he makes the effort, like he puts in the effort to like to be a friend and to send a text or to share, even if it's fucking sharing a TikTok video, like Mm -hmm. just to like uh, show someone that you're thinking about them, that you care that you have something joyful that you want to share with them. Like that's enough. Like I don't require like, I don't even require you calling me on the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, But like just that little thing that shows me that there's the effort there and that's enough. And, you know, a lot of times people, you don't people, you don't understand the impact. So the other day Mm -hmm. I was thinking about um, this woman that I uh, have an amazing and incredible amount of respect for from uh, my hometown. She was a local news anchor and I just love Mm -hmm. her. When I was little, I used to watch her on TV. And then when I grew up and I opened the studio, she came in and I was like, oh, my God, it was like meeting my (laughs) idol. Right. Just this amazing woman come to find out she's very spiritual. So uh-huh. I'm sitting there the other day and I'm in meditation and all of a sudden I got this message for her. And uh-huh. 
I was like, oh, and I texted her and I said, hey, I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. And this came through for you and I miss you and I hope everything is great. Mm -hmm. She sent me an email back and she's like, oh my God, are you freaking kidding me? That's exactly what I needed. I just asked the universe for validation on that. She said, you just nailed it. That's exactly what I need. Thank you so much. So the point is, is that um, when you feel called to reach out to somebody, even if it's might be slightly inconvenient, freaking do it because you don't Mm -hmm. know you might be working through spirit to deliver a message that they really, really need. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Number six, learn to love life. Where confidence is about you, enthusiasm is about life. Enthusiasm is infectious and people connect with you based on your passion for your work and your life. There are few things more enjoyable than talking with someone who is enthusiastic and passionate about something. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love talking to people, even if it's about something that like I have zero interest in like ever doing myself. Just seeing that person like light, light up. up. Yeah, I, I I love that. That is my favorite thing to see people light up. And I ask people, I'm like, I hate I hate asking people, what do you do for a living? Because, you know, it's usually yeah. something they don't care about. It's or small talk. Like. But I like mm-hmm. saying, um, what lights you up? And mm-hmm. p- people do light up even before they start talking about it. They're like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, number seven, learn to be purposeful. There is a lot of talk about around finding your purpose and passion, but the reality is that being human and relatable might be all the purpose you need. <laughs> yeah. When you make your actions purposeful and do things that make you feel good, you are living your truth. Yeah. And there is nothing more human than that. No, and we love relatable people. I think everybody loves somebody they can relate to. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to look different for everyone. Yeah. But I think we have that sensory of when someone's being fake or when someone's, you know, just not, you know, not, not being honest or they're, or they're trying to like put on this facade of, you know, of the person that they want everyone to interpret them being or whatever versus when someone's just like authentic. And, but this is where I kind of struggle with like with social media and especially like social media marketing, because I feel like it's supposed to be this kind of niche, right? And you're supposed to follow this like idea of, oh, well, you only post this kind of content. But like, for example, like if you look at my TikTok, like that shit's like mixed. Mm -hmm. Like I have such varied interests. Like, yes, I like spiritual woo stuff. And I'll also post like funny shit about like the dogs and the bird and all that stuff. But you'll also catch me talking shit on people's like, (laughs) Yep. <laughs> on a uh, horrible house listings or some mm-hmm. people's uh questionable interior design choices mm-hmm. so but that's but that's like who i am and mm-hmm. i'm not saying like i'm a person that talks shit all the time i'm saying like i am a person that can find humor in things and so and it's a specific humor i understand but that's the thing of like i can't be just one way you can't just stick me in a box like i have several many things that i that i like to do exactly i struggled with that when i when i first started you know working with people and all that and i'm I'm like man don't put me on a spiritual pedestal one person told me that i can't have emotions or be shadow because then they don't look up to me as much and i'm like well then i guess you don't fucking look up to me as much because i'm the most shadowy person you'll know and (laughs) as for you you literally are you do not talk shit about people it's very rare that you do and when you do it's because you're pissed yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and then it's not even shit it's just you're just you're voicing you know you're pissed and why and everything so, yeah yeah uh, so when you do 
in a funny way, it's it's hilarious, actually. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it, I would only do it to critique a home. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it to a to a person. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, number eight. Realize your energetic potential. What good is having goals, asking questions, and taking purposeful actions with confidence without the energy to act? To harness your natural energy potential, you must take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. A healthy body, mind, and heart are necessary Mm -hmm. to keep you operating at your potential. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that that digs into your routines, right? Mm -hmm. Like your self-care. What do you do to take care of yourself? Because long said thing of like you can't fill from an empty cup Mm -hmm. right like you have to take care of yourself first Mm -hmm. so that you have the energy to go out and do all the things reach your goals work with others whatever that looks like for you but yeah you you have to take care of yourself first yeah and self-care also is about asking for your needs to be met from your partners and your friends and you know all of that stuff you know saying hey i need this from you can you do this for me yeah. Asking for help. Yes. Too. Asking for help yeah. for your needs to be met for asking, asking, you mm-hmm. know, m- putting yourself and your needs and your desires and wants and putting, making them a priority. Um, can we go back to seven? Because there's something that I want to touch on about seven. So will you read seven again? Yeah. So it was learn to be purposeful. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk about finding your purpose and passion, but the reality is that being human and relatable might be all the purpose you need. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When you make your actions purposeful, do things that make you feel good, you are living your truth and there is nothing more human than that. Yeah. So what the reason I wanted to circle back to that is because um, in the Akashic Records, your soul blueprint, your life purpose, your path, it's not an occupation. Mm-hmm. It is, um, like you said, being relatable. It's it's you being you. It's being your most authentic self. It's yeah. learning how to master all of those character traits that you have within you and bring balance to them so that you are your most authentic version of self. And that's what purpose, finding your purpose is. And some people have a purpose of a two, which would be to be a healer um, mm-hmm. or a harmonizer. Other people have a purpose of five, which where they need to, their primary focus is to learn discipline to uh-huh. in freedom and then others have the nine which would be humanitarian efforts so they're all different but i just really wanted to circle back to that one because it's um, such a misnomer that um you know our purpose is is an occupation it's not yeah. yeah yeah and that's a great tip for anyone who's searching for that is what you just said look into your numerology mm-hmm. and see what that your core chart says about you yes yes and then and then if you have the ability to compare it with um you know your your nodes um your midheaven your chiron your mm-hmm. you know all of those sort of very specific aspects of your astrology chart yes number nine is learn to overcome fear everyone experiences fear it's an ordinary and essential emotion. Yep. The problem is not in having fears. The problem is when you live in fear yes. and allow fear to prevent you from achieving your potential. Bingo. That is the problem. There's something that I've heard recently too because uh, just, just being able to distinguish from ego versus intuition that ego, which is a lot of times like is where the fear, you know, kind of pops out at us is loud. Fear is loud. It's that 
blaring alarm. It's the like crippling feeling. Whereas intuition is calm. It's persistent, but it's not loud. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ego is FOMO, fear of missing out. Ego is something bad's going to happen if I don't. Ego is um, fear and being feeling frightened. It's anxiety. Mm -hmm. Intuition is expansion and excitement and peace and um, knowing. And yeah, it, there's there are these beautiful subtle differences that really aren't all that subtle, but it's really about learning your own body and what are you experiencing yeah. in your body. Yeah. Um, a couple of tips, I think, for this one. One, I think, would be your human design, learning your human design. And so understanding where messages come from, from your, you know, through your body, how they work through you. And the other thing I would say is shadow work, mm -hmm. because that's when you address the things that you are afraid of. Mm -hmm. And then you get down to the core of what belief systems, what trauma, what, what you have, where did that come from? Where did the fear come from? And then acknowledging it and accepting like, okay, that's what I've learned, but that's not who I have to continue to be. Right. Exactly. That's learned stuff that you can overcome. So I want to go back to human design for a minute for those that aren't aware of it. So learning your human design, these two elements is really important. The first thing is called your not self theme. And that is the emotion that you feel when you're out of alignment, when things are not going yeah. right, when you're not making decisions based on your human uh -huh. design. And for generators and manifesting generators, like Fiorelli's and I, um, it's frustration. Yeah. So whenever we feel frustration, we know, stop, you're not going to go, this isn't going to work for you. Try another way. When we feel satisfaction, then we're like, yeah, man, we're on the right track. This is good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've learned that to communicate that because I use, I feel like um, in my close relationships, when I am frustrated, people just perceive that as angry. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like I'm not angry I'm just frustrated <laughs> it's, right it's not the same no. thing <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah uh, all right <clears throat> number 10 learn to be willful willpower is our capacity to choose what is right for us long term and not give in to immediate temptations girl that's right. that's not <laughs> in me. short willpower is what keeps us on the path to a happier life willpower is sort of like a muscle it gets stronger to use but can get tired or injured with overuse so avoiding the overuse of our willpower muscle quote unquote is why there is so much talk about small changes small actions and low doses of information we want just enough to keep us moving forward but not too much that we choose to give up instead or get overwhelmed burnt out you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. I struggle with it because of my five, my solar five, um, freedom and discipline. It's that discipline mm -hmm. portion. So I had to do a lot of work around willpower versus discipline. Discipline is punitive. Willpower is making choices that support your desired outcomes. Um, and it is very, very difficult sometimes mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, more difficult mm -hmm. than you would think. You might want to lose 20 pounds, but the choice that you have in front of you when you make that doesn't support mm -hmm. that 
there's other reasons that you've made that. So again, shadow work. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing that I've learned is about honoring your cycles. For me, like I've had to, when I get that spurt of like, I want to make, like, I want to create, I want to do stuff. I'm going to like plan this thing. I'm going to map it all out. Blah, blah, blah. I have to like get into it then, like when I feel called to do yes. it. Right. And then yeah. on the days where like, I don't, I don't want to do anything related mm -hmm. to that. I don't even, mm -hmm. I don't want to look at the emails or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just won't. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just, I have to learn to honor. And, and, and what I've found is what happens when I do that, when, especially on those days where like, I don't want to do anything. If I honor mm -hmm. it for that one day, it leaves because it's, I, because I've given it its space. And so then the next day won't feel so heavy. But when you fight it or when I, when, at least for me, when I fight it, it's like it never goes away because it's like it's not feeling seen and I'm not honoring you know, the way that I'm feeling my body or whatever's going on. Um, I'm, I'm trying to push through that or whatever. And that's it, not it doesn't work. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Remember when we were going through all of that Aries energy and it was all like, go, go, go yes. motivation and get stuff done. Mm -hmm. You know, I joined the gym and I was right doing all yep. these things and I'm still doing that. Right. Because, but I've decided that I'm, I have to do what you just talked about, which is honoring the part of me that's like, oh, you know, but also not allowing it to run the show, yeah. you know? So like after I have, I have a reading this afternoon and then I'm going to get my ass to the gym at least for, mm -hmm. you know, um, a little bit of weight training just so that I'm still consistently making decisions that support the outcomes that I want, even if right now I'm trying to, I'm kind of dragging my feet a yeah. little bit. So, um, it's hard. That's the hardest one. Number eleven <laughs> for me. Yeah. For me yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think, uh, a clue you've given is your numerology has a lot to do with how these are easier or more difficult. It totally does because I have no problem staying focused and consistent on things that are, that require like organization and, mm. you know, like record keeping and stuff mm -hmm. like that. No problem. But man, when it comes to any sort of physical activity, I don't, I don't uh. enjoy it. Um, I like to ride my bike and I like to hike and I like to do yoga and stretching and I like the feeling of working mm -hmm, out, mm -hmm. but I don't like, I have a hard time getting motivated to get there <laughs> and then get started. Uh, all right. Number 11, learn to be grateful. Being grateful is at the core of being human. When things get tough, it can be challenging to remain in a grateful space. We all have those moments. It is gratitude that gets us through this time and makes us even more resilient for the next challenge. Even when it's difficult, look for something, anything really, that you can express gratitude for and watch how your perception begins to change. Being grateful and expressing our appreciation is what makes us our best human self. Okay, I've had this recently where I felt like I was just kind of going through the days. And one thing that changed that thought pattern for me was to just find something pretty, it, like out of my day and take a picture of it. And then like when Mike comes home from work, like we'll talk about it or I'll share it with him or something, you know, just, just to like, and when you, but when you have that, it, 
it's you're reprogramming yourself to look out for that thing like because i was like well what's my pretty thing for today even if it's like like for example mine recently was my rose bushes started to bloom and they came with the most beautiful Mm -hmm. pink roses and so just like Mm -hmm. taking a picture of that like it just Mm -hmm. lit it doesn't have to be a major thing but just something Mm -hmm. small to look at and acknowledge Mm -hmm. and be grateful for it yeah yeah i don't struggle with that at all i feel that i am very grateful i give appreciation to the universe all day long every day for all of my blessings um and i also give appreciation to my challenges um and i say okay um fuck off challenge but i appreciate what you're about to teach me or show me or help me overcome so I, i i like that I like that one. I thought that the, the the discipline was number 11, but no, I'm glad that it ended with gratitude. something so amazing like yeah. gratitude and appreciation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I just want to end with a quote by Wayne Dyer. And this is, begin to see yourself as a soul with a body rather than a body with a soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. I would love to hear from anybody that actually went out and read or purchased the book that we talked about in the last episode, My Life After Death, um, a memoir by Eric Meadows, um, because Furley's um, came across these 11 topics when yeah. we were sort of, you know, looking at that topic. Yep. And then we decided to turn it or she decided to turn it into a full episode, which I'm so glad you did. Um, but that's exactly what Eric sort of speaks to is Wayne Dyer's quote that, listen, our real life is not there on earth as humans. Our real life is in spirit form. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know it takes a, it takes a little bit of a um, faith, um, you know, to believe it, but I think that's a much more beautiful way of looking at life that I'm a spirit in human form. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, friends, that means it's time for us to say goodbye. Listen, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it on your stories specifically. Um, Subscribe, leave us a review. This helps our podcast grow um, and it helps us be able to better bring you these weekly episodes. Thank you all for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. Bye.